Welcome to the Random City Podcast. Chester Copperpot, he was a pro. He never made it this far. A competitor. He was very good. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Put up a DeLorean? Back off, man. I'm a scientist. Just listen to the old pork chop express. Take his advice on a dark and stormy night. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. When Godzilla's coming, y'all be tripping. Where did you come from? From your blood. I'm Groot. You will be. You underestimate my power. He's gonna be the third scariest thing on that train. These guys come from legend. They're basically gods. There's only one god, man, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Hello, welcome back to the Random City Podcast. I'm Jimmy in Georgia, your host as always. And last week we started probably the most random thing I ever have done on the show, going through the first half of the 1989 Topps Ghostbusters 2 trading card set. We went through um, card number 1 through 45, and we're here today. We're going to start with number 46 to go through 88, and then briefly take a look at the stickers. You know, just take a look and have some Ghostbuster fun. So let's just jump right into it right here. We've got Dana and Peter at the museum. Number 46. Peter visits Dana at the museum, meets Creepy Janusz, and confronts the portentous painting of Vigo the Carpathian for the first time. Alright, next up we have What is This Stuff? And we see Ray and Egon with some weird caps with electrodes on their heads. And on the back of the card, on number 47, we learn... What is this stuff? It's the gook they took from the Van Horn Station, a psychoreactive substance or mood slime. It responds to human emotional states and grows or diminishes accordingly. Nastiness makes it grow, niceness cools it down. Next up we have No Sign of Life. Number 48. After Dana complains about the Vigo painting, Ray checks it out with his state-of-the-art ghost-busting analyzer. Nothing unusual shows up, but Dana isn't convinced that all is well. Next, we have All Squeaky Clean. Number 49. Dana takes refuge in Peter's apartment, which is a total mess, after Mood Slime fills the bathtub in her own apartment. Next, Janine's New Scheme. I don't know. I feel like this is missing a word or something. It's not easy being a receptionist for the Ghostbusters. Janine tries to combine business with pleasure. And shouldn't it say and agrees to a babysitting date with Lewis Tully? I feel like it should. I don't know. <laughs> but it doesn't. Next up we have Slimer. Our good old buddy. The return of Slimer. And he looks kind of weird. And at this point he was a fan favorite from the cartoon series and from that first movie. And so they definitely probably tried to give him a little more things to do because of that. So number 51, The Return of Slimer. Good old Slimer, that rascally green phantasm and hot dog gobbler pops in through the ceiling. He misses his ghost-busting pals. Next up, we actually have two widescreen effect shots. The first one is the new Ghostbuster and has a picture of Slimer with Lewis. And the next one, we'll go ahead and show that one too, is the one that says, sorry guys, another picture of Slimer. On the back of those two cards, we learned a few things, maybe, maybe not, let's see. Number 52, the new Ghostbuster. Lewis Tully Ghostbuster? Hard to believe, but ever since he was touched by the supernatural four years ago, Lewis has had the urge to don a proton pack and bust some heads. In a spiritual sense, of course. Sorry guys, number 53 here. Lewis, first turn as a Ghostbuster is predictably chaotic. As the gleeful Slimer pops in and out of the room, or in and out of rooms, 
Lewis fires wildly with his proton weapon, roasting the office in the process. Interesting. Next up, we have Dana Wowsum, and we have Dana Barrett in a black nightgown of some sort. And it says here on the back, it's New Year's Eve and Dana Barrett is dressed to kill. Even Peter rises to the occasion, looking rather dapper as they get ready for a night on the town. Okay, moving right along. We'll be heading in over here to number 55. And it is entitled Love Manhattan Style. And we see Dana and Peter at dinner. And we see Dana and Peter kissing. So, good on you there, Mr. Vinkman. And number 55 says, Question, can Peter Vinkman even be serious? Answer, rarely, but sometimes. A New Year's date with Dana Barrett is obviously one of those times. Next up we have Janine putting the moves on Tully. <laughs> or Lewis Tully, I should say, I guess. The Babysitters. Janine and Lewis are babysitting for Dana. Little Oscar's in the bedroom. Janine, ever on the prowl for a new romance, tries to seduce thumb-whittling Lewis. Next up we have Hate Manhattan Style. See what they did there? <laughs> and we have two pictures. Winston, Egon, and Ray climbing out of the sewers covered in slime. And then the next one's where they're fighting, ready to kill each other, pretty much. And so here on the back of the card we see... Ray, Egon, and Winston once again descend into the mysterious slime that lies beneath the streets of Manhattan. When they emerge, they are uncharacteristically nasty to each other. Alright, we have another continuation of that scene. We have Engulfed by Mood Slime, where Winston is pointing at Ray. And there... Wow, even our three heroes are trying to throttle each other. Ray figures out what is happening. The psychoreactive slime is bringing out the worst in the Ghostbusters. We see Dana back at dinner with some wine again, and it says to the new year. So they're about to make a toast. And on the back of number 59, we learn. In the elegant Manhattan restaurant, Dana and Peter drink a toast to the new year. Dana is confident in her ghostbusting boyfriend will get to the bottom of the latest occult dilemma. Number 60. Restaurant Crashers. So we have the slime-covered ghostbusters coming into the fancy restaurant where Peter and Dana are having their date. And on the back of number 60, it says, Much to the horror of the confused patrons and restaurant personnel, the slime-covered Ghostbusters charge into the place in search of Dr. Vinkman. This is an emergency, cries Ray. The whole city is in danger. All right, we've got a couple scenes here. The next up, we have a picture of Vigo and Janusz, and it says, Vigo's Master Plan. On the back, we learn... Vigo the evil Carpathian despot plans to emerge from the painting and possess the body of little Oscar. Janusz is quite fond of his plan, especially since he'll be given Dana as a reward for his service. The next card, we have a, another double photo where Dana is on a ledge trying to save Oscar from falling. In the first photo, we see Lewis is there in the background, and then the one on the bottom is just Dana reaching out for little Oscar. Here, on the back of number 62, it says, Oscar is in a jam. Dana returns to Peter's apartment, finds Janine and Lewis making out on the couch. She also finds her baby is on the building ledge. Countless stories off the ground. Desperately, she tries to rescue him. But, the next one, <laughs> somehow Janusz 
is a uh, little Mary Poppins here, and he's flying through the air. He's a ghost, and he can has like go go gadget arms and can grab him. And the title of this wide screen FX shot is "The Evil of Vigo." And on the back of that card, number sixty-three. Just as Dana is about to scoop up little Oscar, the baby is whisked away by the suddenly materialized nanny ghost. The child is then brought to the museum where Vigo has very secret plans for him. It says nanny ghost, but um, I think if that'll focus on, that's fairly clearly Janusz. But anyway, we'll go on over to the next card, which will be number 64 in this set. So we're nearing the end of the movie and the end of the set at this point. We've got Dana's Gamble. We see the little circle of candles. We see Dana holding a little Oscar, Janusz, and of course the portrait of Vigo the Carpathian, the scourge of Moldavia, yeah, something like that. So number 64, Dana's Gamble. Dana storms into the candlelit museum studio in search of her baby. She finds the possessed Janusz preparing the final stages of the unholy ritual that will return Vigo to tangible life. Next, we have the monstrous mink. We see a lady in a fur coat which has come to life. A small amount of mood slime falls on the back of a society woman's luxurious, full-length white mink coat. Something just bit me, the woman yelps, <laughs> wriggling in pain. Heads up, we see the coat as there are quite a few little creatures who have come back to life, and we can only assume those are supposed to be minks. And on the back, we learn the society woman's coat comes alive. Mink heads pop out of the thick fur, snarling, barking, and yapping, their sharp little teeth biting the air. A nearby doorman yanks the coat off the woman's back, throws it to the ground, and starts stomping on it. And that's actually a very small font um, compared to these other cards. A lot of information on the back of that card. Alright, this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> Widescreen effect shot of the Titanic has arrived. And you see like a, a big hole in the side of the boat and some ghost. Now, they don't show him here in the card set, but in the movie we have uh, Cheech Marin is the guy working at the dock. I'll give his quote after this is over. The Titanic has arrived. The gangplank of the ghost ship is down and dozens of drowned passengers sopping wet and festooned with seaweed are disembarking while drowned porters offload their waterlogged baggage. But So in the movie, I, lo <laughs> I love Cheech saying, better late than never. And so, <laughs> I don't know, this is great. All right, number 68, I believe this is Racing to the Rescue. And we have the Ghostbusters in their Ecto-1 I'm racing over to the museum. Here on the back of the card. Having convinced the authorities that the psycho-reactive slime possesses a threat to the city, possibly the world, our Ghostbusters speed to the museum where Vigo's master plan is underway. Next, we have a psycho-reactive slime food. Which is interesting. And that is number 69. Much to the astonishment of the city workmen and onlookers, the museum is thoroughly engulfed in a psychoreactive red goo. And got another look there. Alright, so next up we have Facing the Unknown. We have Peter and Winston looking over, and on the back we see the Ghostbusters trigger their throwers and spray the front doors of the museum with bolts of proton energy, but it has no effect. On the slime, Dr. Vinkman realizes that only the power of goodness can end this nightmare. Number 71. 
we see levitating Oscar. And there's a photo of Janusz with the baby, and then the baby's kind of floating. On the back of that one, we read, Oscar is magically suspended in midair in front of the Vigo painting. Oblivious to the dangers all around him, he gurgles as Janusz starts painting mystical symbols on his little body. All right. Tully's big chance. Lewis is dressed up as a Ghostbuster, and Janine looks to about to be to plan to kiss him. On the back of that, card number 72, we see. Janine watches Lewis wearing a Ghostbusters uniform slinging on a heavy proton pack on his back. The guys might need some backup at the museum, he tells Janine. She kisses him, and he gets extremely self-conscious. All right, that's number 72. Going in over here to number 73. All right. The Libby Express. 73. Vinkman, Winston, Stance, and Spingler stand in the observation window in the crown of the Statue of Liberty. They've just finished hosing the inside of the statue with psychoreactive slime, and now they're ready to take her for a walk. And in the widescreen effect shot, we see Vinkman's favorite lady. On the back of that one, we learn the Statue of Liberty, symbol of New York's goodness, marches into town squashing cars on their way to the museum. Finally, Vinkman spots the building and realizes that Dana is trapped inside. Now, I think, honestly, this one part with the Statue of Liberty is the reason a lot of people say this movie's bad. It's stupid. I, I get that. I, I love this movie, though. But this part is kind of dumb. They hook up a Nintendo controller to the Statue of Liberty, and it moves around. It doesn't have joints. It doesn't. It has no way to move. It's a statue. But through the magical power of slime, it can walk. It's dumb. I get it. But it doesn't make me hate the movie. Like, I think that, I really think that's the reason most people have, have a problem with the second one. Anyway, next up, the party's over. We see Dana and Janusz on the front of the card, on the back of the card. The Statue of Liberty looms over the museum skylight, looking down on Janusz with an expression of righteous anger. Kneeling beside the building, Libby draws back her mighty rhino arm and smashes the skylight with her torch. We have a few here of the confrontation is up next. Number 76. The Ghostbusters come sliding down on ropes into the museum studio and confront Janusz with their newly developed weapons. Quick as the flash, Dana dashes across the studio and snatches the baby from Vigo's outstretched arms. Next up, eat this Vigo. And we see the boys with their positively charged slime. And on the back of this card, we read, The Ghostbusters fire their slime blower weapons and hose Janusz from head to toe, then turn to the hate-crazed Vigo, who has almost completely emerged from the painting. The next photo we see here in the card, Janusz, what a drip. He is covered in the slime. And on the back of that card. So it basically is just re recounting some dialogue here on the back. And it says, Stance to Janusz, who has returned to normal. Sir, You've had a violent, prolonged, transformative psychic episode. But it's over now. Want a coffee? It's <laughs> funny. All right, so next up we have Stance Survives a Sliming. Stance, used by Vigo as a shield against the Ghostbusters. Slime blowers survive the onslaught. Groovy, our slime-covered hero, says with a dazed smile, I've never felt better in my life. So they've left out a few little scenes here and there as this movie has gone along, that being kind of a key one, where you have evil Ray. There is no Ray, only Vigo. 
And then here we see a picture of Oscar, Dana, and Peter. And it says, her hero again on the back. Dana embraces heroic Dr. Vinkman. Little Oscar has been saved, and so has New York City. And then one last one on this page. A bizarre revelation. And it shows the Ghostbusters looking at their painting of themselves with the little baby Oscar. On the back of the card. The Ghostbusters have triumphed over Vigo, forcing the evil monarch back into the non-existence. The portrait painted has turned liquid and is melting off the campus, revealing another painting underneath. Okay, so they're saying this painting was underneath, and so it was like a prophetic message, I guess. I've never really thought about that um, until now, until I just read what that said. So maybe, maybe that's the case, because I always thought that was another thing that didn't make much sense. Interesting. Okay, I, I'll go with that. Let's see what this next card says. It says the Fabulous Four, and it has a picture of the painting a little more close up here. And let's see what it says. Number 82. Lo and behold, beneath the now dissolved portrait of Vigo is a beautiful painting in the high Renaissance style depicting four familiar-looking archangels hovering protectively over an adorable baby. So yeah, I think they are saying that's some sort of prophetic painting. Very, very interesting. On the next card, this is kind of behind-the-scenes stuff now at this point, as that was the end of the movie. Um, we have a filming Lady Liberty's Walk. And on the back, number 83, the Ghostbusters 2 film crew surrounds the giant Liberty Dome prop used extensively in the climax of the movie. Next up, we have filming the subway interior. The legendary Van Horn station is recreated Hollywood style, the scene in which stance and ghostbusting cohorts are lowered into the abyss. And then next up we have a few um, pieces like concept art. We have, I'll just go over all three of these real quick on the camera and then we'll go back and read what it says on the back. We have Slimer eating some food. And then we have one of each of the Scaleri ghost number one, the thinner one, and Scaleri ghost number two who's the bigger one. I don't remember if they actually gave him names other than the Scalari Brothers. I don't, I don't know. Okay, 85, artwork Slimer. An artist's depiction of Slimer, the rascally green phantasm introduced in the first movie and elevated to Star Salus in the cartoon series. Scalari Ghost number one. The Scalari Brothers sent to the electric chair are back with the vengeance and an artist's view of the gangling ghost. And then number 87, a rendering of one of the Scalari Brothers who returned from the dead to menace a judge who sentenced them to death in the electric chair. And then, the last card, which honestly, to some degree, is a sad one, and we'll say. It has a picture of the Ghostbusters with Dana, and it says, Until next time, with an exclamation point. And on the back, we read. From the moment the world in general, and New York in particular, enjoys a respite from the supernatural aggression, but before very long, a court forces will be back to torment us, so who are you going to call? the end and so yeah there was no ghostbusters 3 the closest thing we ever got to that was the ghostbuster video game seven years ago or so which was a pretty fun little game and uh, i think it took place a couple years past this this movie here but i don't know i'm still disappointed that never happened i i've said this before in the podcast i really enjoyed ghostbusters last year ghostbusters 2016 answer the call but it is no ghostbusters 3 at the same time and so, and so we're going over into the last little bit here of the set. And this point, it's just stickers. And we've got Slimer, like driving a bus or something. We've got another one with Slimer, the Scaleri Brothers, the Titanic, the Twin Towers, all those sorts of things just representing New York. 
a third, uh, or yeah, I guess it really is a third one of Slimer. A fourth one of Slimer. Slimer's pretty popular here. And the Scaleri brother, number one here. And then we have both Scaleri brothers in the next sticker. Um, we have the bigger Scaleri brother, Scaleri number two there. Uh, next sticker we have Egon, Ray, and Peter. And we have one of all four of the Ghostbusters. And then we have the one that we, we saw earlier of Dana with the Ghostbusters. And then the Ghostbuster 2 logo is the final sticker, number 11. And then on the back of these, if you have them all in order in the proper manner, they'll make the Ghostbuster poster here. And you can kind of see that from the video, but it's, it, it's not all laid out that way. All right, well, that's going to wrap up the Ghostbusters 2 1989 Tops card set of 88 cards and 11 stickers. And we did it. Woohoo! Whoa, hit the camera. And then you see, if you're watching the video on YouTube, majority, not the entire, but majority set of the 1989 Back to the Future cards. And these are my original cards I had back in, I believe it was 1989, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Whereas the Ghostbuster ones, I'm sure I had some, but I, I did not. I don't have any of those left. Uh, same thing with like the old Batman. Now, 89, I had a lot of cards. That was right in my wheelhouse of collecting baseball cards and then as a result getting into all these other cards as well. And so these are these are my real cards here, which I enjoy much more. But I've told the story a million times, it seems like, about what happened to all my stuff. But anyway, I like having the stuff that's legit. <laughs> uh, and I got, like I said, last week when I did this first part of the Ghostbuster set, um, I got a whole wax pack box, 36 packs, and, and completed a set, and that was fun last year. And so this has been an interesting thing to go through and just kind of read the whole thing. And I think I've, I picked up a few things that I didn't know, but, you know, it's probably not canonical, probably not actual Ghostbuster stories, but who cares? It's fun. And at the end of the day, I think that's what podcasts should be. It should be fun. It shouldn't be a process. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be any of those other things that it could be. One of the one of the guys I follow, Steve Glosson, I mentioned him on a regular basis on the show. A lot of people have been attacking him for some things he said. Really, end of the day, all he really said was he wants geek culture to be fun. He wants his podcast to be fun. And that's the main point. He said some other things, but legitimately that was the focus of what his his statements were. And people have been attacking him. And that's not fun. That's the opposite of fun. And so... Thank you for watching. If you've actually watched this all the way through on YouTube or listened all the way through on Random City Podcast on the podcast feed. And so here at the end, I will just give us our contact info and all the things we normally do. But if you did want to email us, you can do that at randomcitypodcastgmail.com. You can call in or text the show 77371-RANDOM. Hit us up on social media at Random City on Twitter, at Random City Podcast on Instagram, or at Jimmy and Georgia on either of those. The podcast is in iTunes, it's in, so that means also Apple Podcast. it's in Google Play, it's in the Satchel Player, you can also find it within the Jimmy and Georgia radio feed in the Stitcher Radio app, um, so lots of different ways you can listen, there's also links and things from the website, and then of course we've been mentioning throughout this video and audio, um, <laughs> the show is on YouTube, and in this particular case, in last week's case, it would be more entertaining, hopefully, if you were watching the video where there are actually images of the cards in the fronts and the backs. And so I would say that again. So anyway, thank you for listening and or watching. I appreciate your 
time. And until next time, I'm Jimmy Georgia. Peace. <laughs>